Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Coming up. On this episode of the Entrepreneurial You, it can be very, very frustrating when you are putting in efforts and you feel that it's not getting your business anywhere. And I know in my introduction you talked about profitable, and that is super, super important to me because I am a firm believer that PR is a business driver and that it should be helping propel you get to wherever you want to go in your business and contributing to your bottom line. A good PR story is infinitely more effective than a front page ad. Richard Branson. Hi, my peak performer. How are you doing today? I trust that you're doing well. I am doing great and I'm happy that you are joining me for episode 154 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henneke Watkiss-Porter. Today's episode is with Courtney Love. Courtney is a public relations strategist for entrepreneurs, helping creative small business owners champion PR that grows their income and influence. Yeah, not just influence, but income is very, very important. Courtney Love teaches her clients how to utilize PR to arrest attention, inspire action, and increase their credibility, drawing from her 16 years of experience leading PR for the world's most admired brands and business leaders. I'm excited to hear what Courtney is going to share to us today about, you know, how to start a PR campaign on a zero budget, right? No money, shoestring budget, that kind of a thing. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. What would you want to know about Jamaica that you don't already know? Oh my God. What, <laughs> yeah. what do you feel is the most underrated thing about Jamaica that like only locals know about? Okay, so in spite of what the media says sometimes about us and, and portray that, you know, we're murder capital and, and of the world and, and all of these things, we are warm, nice people, friendly people. It's just that the media picks up the negative sometimes and, you know, portray that. But funny, I wouldn't 
think that about Jamaica. (laughs) But I understand that a lot of times, especially with the media, there can be a misrepresentation Mm -hmm. um, about it. My I have a rescue dog and he's a pit bull. And a lot of people have very strong opinions about um, that breed due to the media. Yes, yes, I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't they the best? And they're such sweet love bugs too. Mm, Well, um, I don't know about that. But anyways... (laughs) I see what the media I guess the media has um impacted me in such a way that I have really strong feelings where that is concerned. But anyways, we're gonna move right into talking about the matter at hand, which is PR campaign, starting that PR campaign with no money at all. I mean, how is that even possible? I think especially for entrepreneurs, when it comes to marketing yourself and your business, we are almost bombarded with so many ways, right? There's email marketing, Facebook ads, social media, influencer marketing, uh, display, it, it goes on and on. And I, when I first jumped into the entrepreneurial world, I was really surprised that there weren't more entrepreneurs that were utilizing PR because it doesn't cost anything to do it. Um, unlike a lot of other marketing avenues, you know, uh, it, it's simply, you know, coming up with a newsworthy hook or story and getting that in front of the right person. And nowadays with social media, you know, you no longer need to hire a person that has this super secretive Rolodex of contacts. You know, most uh, press people are on Twitter or they put their, uh, you know, contact information in their Instagram, you know, profile, for example, or even on the actual article, you know, itself, it will say underneath their name, here's my phone number, here's my email address. So you talked about a while ago, it doesn't cost anything. And of course, we're going to, we're talking money right now, because we will talk later about the time that we we will have to invest because nothing is free. There's always a trade-off. There's always some opportunity cost, something, right? So we get that. We'll talk about that later. Now, you kind of hit the the nail on the head of what the problem may be for some people when you consider PR. And that is all these avenues and options that are available to entrepreneurs. It's like you're going in this um Bermuda Triangle that is actually pulling you down and in this deep, dark hole, this black hole, right? Talk to us about where we need to begin. What are some of the ways or some of the, the, the places that we need to be looking to first, you know, to, to fine tune and narrow a strategy and come up with a strategy? Yeah. I mean, I think it, uh, that is an excellent question because I think with anything, um, it can be very, very frustrating when you are putting in efforts and you feel that it's not getting your business anywhere. And I know in my introduction, you talked about profitable and that is super, super important to me because I am a firm believer that PR is a business driver and that it should be helping propel you get to wherever you want to go, um, in your business and contributing to your bottom line. And so, that starts with knowing what is your overall goal, because not all PR opportunities are created equal. An example of that is, let's say I am a coach and I have five figure uh, coaching program that I want to get five individuals signed up for and 
uh, and then we, you know, you, you can decide, are they women? Are they men? What, what are the age demographics, et cetera? Uh, a great PR goal that would support that would be finding out what kind of podcasts that they listen to because people who listen to podcasts, uh, tend to invest in themselves, right? They're a more engaged audience and they're going to get an excellent chance to get to know you, you know, through a conversation, a PR goal that wouldn't align with that would be, I want to be featured in Oprah magazine, for example, because when you are in a national publication like that, the readership is more of your, you know, quote unquote, average American, for example, if we're talking about someone who is in the United States and they're for the most part, not usually going to be willing to pay for something that is over a hundred dollar price point, because that's not what they're used to seeing. So, uh, I've had clients where they've, you know, gotten these quote unquote, very, very top tier, uh, opportunities, but that hasn't necessarily been linked to ultimately, you know, that, you know, profitability for what they're doing for their business. You know, for example, one previous client was in, uh, uh Oprah magazine, but that, you know, they kept having people contacting them, you know, just trying to get a free consult or seeing if they could get a discount on something. It's all comes back to knowing who your audience is and knowing where to, um, where they hang out so you can actually, um, target them and, and, you know, publicize your business that way. Yes, exactly. And a lot of times that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going for the, you know, sexiest, shiniest, um, object. Sometimes it, you know, it can be, uh, an outlet or a podcast or a speaking opportunity or whatever, uh, you know, type form the PR opportunity takes, but that, you know, it's speaking directly to your people. And, uh, and I also think that, you know, to go along with that PR is something that helps supplement your other marketing efforts. You know, they say nowadays with screens, I read recently, I don't know how, you know, accurate it is, but there, you know, there used to be that rule of seven in marketing where someone needs to see something seven times before they'll consider a buying decision. And this said that (laughs) it's been 10 years since that came out that now that the answer is closer to 77 times. Absolutely, um, to, right? Yes, right, which is daunting. And so, you know, appearing, having a PR and multiple, you know, PR opportunities really helps supplement those other efforts because whoever it is, they're going to be more receptive, you know, when they read about you in one of their favorite blogs or, you know, hear, hear you on one of their favorite podcasts, or if you have a physical product, maybe your brand is, you know, mentioned in an article, that's going to come across as more credible than an ad that you're doing on Facebook. And, and even if you are doing ads on Facebook, you know, they're going to be a little bit more in tuned to naturally more trusting because they have this outlet or person or brand that they already really trust that is, you know, touting your, your name or your accolades. All right. So there's a lot to unpack right there that you just said, Courtney, but first of all, perhaps what I need to do is have you clearly define perhaps the difference between marketing and public relations, because I'm sure a lot of people confuse the two and they're not one and the same. No, they're not. They're uh, cousins, I'd say, <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, P- 
PR, public relations, I think the best way to do it is that it is earned. It's not something that can be bought. And that's, that's what makes it a little bit more desirable than other forms of marketing. And it has to do with third party credibility. So it's someone outside of you that you, you, you don't pay for that is, uh, either talking about, um, or helping, you know, with your reputation. It used to be called, you know, public relations, you know, came to be the management of the relationship of your public audience. Now with, so, and that was before, you know, social media, that was when we were faxing each other and saying, (laughs) (laughs) you know, now I feel like that's changed a little bit because there isn't as much direct, you know, control because we have all of these awesome two-way communication and real-time communication avenues. But the overall principles as far as how can you build trust, how can you build credibility, how can you build authority, you know, those are, you know, three wonderful byproducts of uh, public relations. And I also think what can be tricky about public relations is that it comes in so many forms and it's fluid. It's not just a press article or a press release or uh, appearing on stage somewhere. It can take many forms and formats. Mm-hmm. And of course, many people equate it to a press release, you know, and that's it. You, yeah. <laughs> Giving a, a presentation a couple months ago and was sitting with, a, you know, a group of wonderful female entrepreneurs and all of them were asking about pitching press and it kept going back to the press release. And then I had to clarify and I said, are you thinking that we're using the press release to like get in front of press media? Because um, I didn't understand why there were so many questions about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and things have changed. So you know, um, I can't help you talked about the um, you know, the days when we were faxing each other, and my <laughs> millennial millennial listeners now probably thinking, what is a fax machine? You know, what is that? Oh, oh, oh. Did we just date ourselves. <laughs> Exactly. But anyways, if you could paint a picture, um, because I, I'm, there's something I'm going to ask you in terms of, you know, what should an effective PR campaign looks like now? But I want to also paint a picture of what it was back then. You kind of, you know, in snippets uh-huh. said it, but yes. what was so, it like then compared to now? So before we had uh, social media, it was, yeah, it was, you know, the way that you would get in touch with various news organizations. First of all, the, the contact information wasn't widely available. So if you wanted to do something in the PR realm, you needed to hire a publicist or a PR agency. Because if not, how, you know, would you know? Um, I, I mean, I guess you could get a Yellow Pages phone book and call you know, the newspaper front desk, but for the most part, you know, just even getting in contact with those people would have been near impossible. As far as disseminating information, yeah, it, it came from uh, faxing. And for the most part, press releases were uh, fairly standard in terms of there would be a headline and a subheadline, and this is what the news would be. And, uh, it, you know, it would be more planned. Like if I wanted to get on the evening news broadcast, I would have to already be in touch with that producer 
or uh, that reporter and call them and then, hey, you know, I'm going I'm to fax you some information <laughs> on uh, what that story um, looks like. So it in in some ways nowadays, it's great because we can get you know, when there's a crisis or something happening, you could be watching the news and then you see on the bottom ticker, you know, it, it starts to come up as far as, you know, what's happening. On the other side of things, now we get to see a lot more um, meltdowns in real time, right? Because, you you know, it, let's take Roseanne, for example, and what happened. <laughs> right. Back in the day, that wouldn't have happened <laughs> because the PR person would have been, no, 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 like, don't, you know, don't air that, don't have that happen. Um, you know, there, there's more time, you know, when it comes to responding, like, to a crisis, or I'd say that there, there was more uh, control as far as what information was getting out there. And there also was a lot less information, you know, getting out there. No longer were there there weren't 24 seven news and, and news stories. Um, you know, it was more like, these are our headlines for the day when the New York times came out, those are the stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we would wait for the next day for the next round. Relative to now, what was the cost factor involved? You paint a picture of costing. Um, oh, yes. You know, yes. So, back in the day, yeah. back so, in the day. <laughs> I, was, I mean, back in the day you had to hire someone, right. Mm-hmm. Um, which would now, I mean, I, even back then it would be a a few, at least a few thousand dollars a month. And normally it's at least a three month minimum, uh, putting a press release on the wire costs an absurd amount of money. Even back then I would say it would be at least a a couple of thousand dollars because you pay per word. So that's if your press release was under 800 words, uh, to get out there you know, imagery and, oh, we're forgetting about shipping things. You know, people talk about a press kit. Nowadays, you can email someone, right? Give them a link to your Dropbox or your Google Drive and say, here are all my photos. Here, you know, here's all my company, you know, information or go to my website. They didn't have that back in the day. So if you wanted to get your, uh, you know, information about yourself or your brand, you know, to someone, you are shipping that information, you know, printing. Uh, yeah. You know, what's funny is that I've never even thought about it in terms <laughs> of how, I mean, I've thought about the accessibility. I haven't thought of the cost. I mean, it, it, th- I, I would say, you know, thousands of thousands of dollars. You couldn't even really, I don't know how you would be able to do a campaign if you were just starting a business because you wouldn't have the money to hire a PR agency, let alone, ship and print all of your materials in order to get them to the right people. So essentially only the, um, the large companies with big budgets were able to, you know, get in front of the press and, and have a successful PR campaign. So essentially the, the playing field was not as level as it is now. Um, yeah. With that said, with it now being so level, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's on the same plane, um, that in itself, though a good thing can also be a bad thing, right? Because, um, you're now having as a small business, let's, let's assume that you're starting a business. You're having to put a package together, pull something together, put a plan, a strategy together to, you know, determine how it is that you're going to execute on that. Because even though it's a level playing field, the, the, the big players are still there, um, with the fact that they have more money to spend than you do. 
right? Yeah. So in addition to um, what they will do for free, they can also pay to get stuff done, right? Which is always going to be a plus. Now, what does one consider when they're putting together a campaign? Let's talk about, no, this shoestring budget. You have no money really. And you're starting a business, right? Whatever, whatever genre, whatever industry that you're mm-hmm. getting into, you're starting a business. What does this successful campaign looks like? What can it be? What can be included in that um, at a bare minimum? Before we talk about the campaign, one point that you raised that I think is super important is that you will always be able to be outspent by your competitors, right? That, that, and, and, and ads are just getting more and more expensive. And so I, as someone who uh, is a big champion of PR, I feel that that is another reason to motivate you to make sure that PR is part of your overall plan and strategy because it, for the most part, you can't be out PR'd. No, and, and the results live... Uh, uh, you know, forever for the most part, Google favors the more. So you're going to get those backlinks and, you know, help improve your overall SEO. And PR is also something that builds, you know, on itself. So once you appear once, then other people see you and it sort of, it, it helps open more doors. If you're just starting your business, one thing that I want to say is that I'm a realist, right? Like it bothers me when I learn about other platforms and someone is, let's say, teaching me Facebook, but they're, <laughs> they're teaching me something that takes six hours a day to dedicate itself to. And for the most part, you don't have the time, you know, to do that. And so for a successful PR campaign, I say, and it, and it does work. I have a client that I mentor and she just did this recently is that you, you really, you can do it in 10 minutes a day. Um, I, I'm someone where I prefer to block my time. So if you want to, you know, divide that into 40 minutes, you know, two days a week, however that may be. So when you you start out with your goal, right, looking at your business goals, knowing your audience, and then where does that audience live? And whether it's influencers, and you can do that by asking your audience, if you don't have an audience, then go into a Facebook group, or Quora, or a place where that audience lives and just say, hey, Uh, Let's say if you're launching a fitness company of some sort, you know, who do you look for for fitness tips or fitness inspiration? Then I would go and see where are those company and people being, uh, you know, featured. So let's say day one, 10 minutes, you figure out what your goal is. Day two, 10 minutes, you are asking your audience and getting some names, right? Five names. Day three, you are researching where those names appear. We'll, we'll give you two days. Day three and four, you're, you're figuring out where are some places um, where those people have appeared and or if they give you specific uh, outlet names, uh, looking at the types of stories that uh, they're doing. Then I would start engaging with those stories, meaning if you're listening to a podcast, screenshot it and put it as part of your Instagram or Facebook stories, write a review, subscribe to their email list, reply to their email list, you know, start getting in front of them so that they um, sort of know who you are and pop onto their radar. Then I would say after observing for about a week or two, listening to the, you know, the podcast episodes, whatever that may be, then I would, you would, you know, you have more of a sense of, 
who that person is uh, that you're, you know, targeting or outlet and what kind of stories they do. Then I would look at how you can make what it is that you do compelling. And part of that, you know, instead of trying to create your own spotlight in the dark corner, you know, so to say where your business is, it's a lot more effective to look at where they are already putting the spotlight and insert yourself there. So for example, next month is International Women's Day. So there's going to be a lot of coverage on that. So if you are a female owned business, that is a great angle for you to, you know, put your company or, uh, your product, uh, forward, you know, in front of them. And then, uh, you know, as I said, I find you're looking for long-term relationships, not something transactional. So rather than the first time that you reach out, just be an ask like, Hey, will you do this for me? Hey, write about me. You really need to approach it with the mindset of how does this serve their audience, their listener, their reader, whatever that may look like. So you are bringing them something of value. And, and I, I try, I recommend that if you can do it the first time that you approach them or that they hear from you, try and have it be something of value that maybe does doesn't include you, right? Um, I'm really big on showing versus telling. And so that's why I go back to start following them, interacting with them, engaging with them, because that's going to mean a lot more than an email that says, hey, uh, I, I love your blog, right? Because anyone can write that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, for a couple of times during our conversation, Courtney, you have in fact mentioned about, um, you know, being on podcasts and stuff. And I would want to think that that's an error that quite a number of people are ignoring or, you know, they really, it's a missed opportunity for them. They're not taking advantage of it. What do you think about, um, being, you know, the opportunity, the platform of podcasts for as part of your PR campaign? Oh my goodness. I am a, I am a huge proponent of podcasts. In fact, I, I feel like they are the most underrated avenue in PR right now. There is no other platform these days where you can get 20 minutes. That's a spotlight on your brand, right? A long news segment. If you get a five to seven minute broadcast opportunity, that is like, whoa, gold. And, and that's, you, you know, a very, very rare if it's just going to be focused on you and, you know, what it is that you do. Uh, there's also a huge ROI when it comes to, you know, growing your, uh, your brand through podcasts. You have the SEO right? Because usually when someone has a podcast, it's not just on Apple podcasts there, you know, it's, it's across multiple, uh, listening, uh, platforms. Uh, Right. And, and if you want to grow your socials, your email list, right? Usually in the podcast notes, you know, there's an opportunity for that to happen. And then I think it goes back to the audience that, people who listen to podcasts have. I mean, just to put it into perspective, some most people who listen to a podcast listen 85% listen to the complete episode of it, right? All the way through. If you compare that to a blog post, even people that know you, it's you're looking at 20% of people will actually read the entire blog post or think about scrolling through Instagram. How many people actually click to read, you know, the entire caption, uh, that's, that's below it. Podcasts are also great. If you like to have meaningful conversations, 
about your craft and business because you can get, you know, more into it. And you're also able to network with other influencers in your space. So if you have a podcast yourself, you get to interview, you know, uh, you get to interview other, uh, luminaries in your space. And it, and it also, it goes back and forth because you have a seat at the table with them. You're not necessarily approaching them as a fangirl, So to say you're approaching them as a peer when you, uh, you know, go on their podcast. I myself, I'm such a great proponent of it and what it can do. In fact, I just released the book called Podcast Poor, but then it's not about me. So let's move on. (laughs) Um, Right. That's great. I I think that more people need to be, you know, tapping into this medium. I, yeah, I, I look at it as what YouTube or influencers were back in the day, because I spent a lot of my PR time in there and people used to sort of write it off and be like, Oh, you know, what, what are those things, you know, et cetera, but they're hugely powerful. And I think that all with the exception of if you have a physical product that is highly visual, that might be hard to get across on a podcast. But what it comes back to is that people buy from people, right? So even if you do have a product that's highly, you know, visual and might be hard to explain on a podcast, um, if, if you can talk about your story as far as why you created it and, you know, who it helps and why people like it. I can guarantee you're still going to get people that are going to want to check out what it is that you do. Absolutely. And you have a freebie, Courtney, for our audience. Please go ahead and share that. We're out of time. So we're going to wrap with that and your contact information as well. I do. Yes. So I have a free profitable profitable PR guide for everyone listening. And they can find that at CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash supercharge. And that uh, is lays out a great way for how they can, you know, get a jump start on their PR today for no money and uh, start having PR contribute to their bottom line. And they can find me at Courtney Love Gavin on all of the social platforms. Thank you so much for your generosity, Courtney, in sharing with my community and um, talking about PR and what it can do for a business and how to put it together and all the avenues that are available to us uh, post um, fax and telegram days. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. My guest has been Courtney Love. Gavin, I am so grateful that you came on the show today, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode with Courtney Love. I look forward to connecting with you next week. In the meantime, I did kind of allude to it earlier that my new book, Podcast Power, the quick start guide to launching and leveling up your brand is now available for purchase on Amazon. So you can get it right now at bit.ly slash purchase podcast power. That's bit.ly forward slash purchase podcast power. That's one announcement I have for you. And the second one is this. So bring your team to the world's largest one day leadership event for an unforgettable immersive experience or bring yourself and connect with fellow leaders on Thursday, May 7 at the Jamaica Pegasus Hotel. Of course, it will be Leadercast live and you know, we're streaming in Jamaica like, uh, you know, um, I've been doing for two years now. So this is a fifth event that I'm hosting. And this one is extra special because in addition to the live stream, we will have live and in living colors 
Patrice Washington straight out of the United States. So she's America's money maven and she's going to be sharing with you live and living color. So get your tickets right now at HennekaWatkinsPorter.com or call 876-849-2571. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win and expect to win. What good? <laughs>